Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Thank you, Johnny and Kim. So here you have uh, Warehouse Church. We have some good, good news to share. We are going to have our doors open next Sunday. Now, please understand, we are going to be in 100% plus compliance with all of our city and state regulations. We're going to take it slowly and ease back into it. It is vital for you to go online and just answer that survey for us that we're going to be putting out later today uh, regarding whether you're going to attend the service live next Sunday or you're going to continue to watch it online. Now listen, our online experience is going to continue for a long time no matter what. And hopefully we're even going to turn it into an online campus. That's what we're working through and praying about right now. But for now, we want you to know that we're ready to get back. We're going to do it carefully, respectfully, slowly, follow the state standards and regulations. But the governor uh, asked us, so let's get Texas back in business, had a specific charge to churches, and we're going to accept that. Some churches started today. We needed a little bit more time to make sure that we were doing everything we can. By Friday this week, you'll see all of the um, expectations we're going to have for our church family in order to attend. It's not, it's not a lot. It's just going to be organizational. And we're going to need you to, to park a certain way. And when we come in, and we're going to sit distancing apart and so on and so forth. We're going to have some fun with it too. It's not going to be oppressive. And then also, we're going to have a special gift for all of our mothers in attendance. Uh, if you've ever heard of Nothing Bunt Cake, you want to be here next Sunday, moms. Uh, but we have enough room uh, for our capacity to be 25% easily. It's going to be a great, great service, whether it's live here at 600 Data Drive or continuing online through Facebook and through YouTube. It's going to be a great service. But we're here today, and we're really, really glad that you're with us today. We're praying for you and your families, and uh, we just want to thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your home today and a part of your Sunday worship experience. Uh, today I want to talk to you. We're in this series called My Life Verse. I want to thank everybody who shared their great stories of their life verses this week. We're going to continue that in the next few weeks, so please send them to us, uh, to Christina at warehousechurch.com, or if you have her cell phone number, you can send them right to her cell phone number. Make sure your phone is horizontal, uh, 60 to 90 seconds altogether, and that will be something we will use for our church service over the next few weeks. But as we talk about the Word of God, today I want to talk about how the Word of God could be an eye-opening experience. All of us have had eye-opening experiences in our lives. I think probably one of the greatest eye-opening experiences for me, I'll give you two of them. One was on May 18, 1985, when I saw a pretty tiny little girl walking through the back of the church, coming towards me to give her life to me as I was going to give my life to her. And I remember as an 18-year-old guy saying, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? And it was one of the greatest decisions I made in my life to marry my my sweet, sweet fiance on that day, who was Kim Vogel, and of course now for almost the past 35 years, uh, she's given me the honor of taking my name and sharing my life with me. 
But we had a very eye-opening experience on January 18th of uh, 1988 at 1 a.m. Uh, in Media, Pennsylvania at Riddle Hospital after I watched the NFC and the AFC championships ga- uh, games that day uh, at the hospital. And then I was able to watch In Living Color. That dates me a little bit on that day as well. At 1 o'clock in the morning, our oldest daughter, Christina, came into our lives. And wow, was that an eye-opening experience for two 22-year-olds. Uh, it wasn't too long uh, after she was born. I drove to my dad's store, and I remember on the radio clearly hearing Stevie Wonder singing, Isn't She Lovely? And before I walked into the store to talk to my dad, I let the song finish so I could have a good cry, wiped off my eyes so I could be nice and tough when I told my dad. But as soon as I told him, Dad, we had a girl. Her name is Christina. Kim is great. I'm a father. Holy crud. And boy, did it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was an eye-opening experience. She was a very young baby, and she got kind of sick a little bit and had hip dysplasia, was in a brace. She had a viral infection, and we had to have, take her to the hospital for a few days. And, and just a lot of things that we experienced as young parents that were very, very eye-opening. I think it's fair to say that this worldwide pandemic something that nobody in this world has ever experienced before at this level, has been an eye-opening experience for us. This eye-opening experience has caused us to look at life a little bit differently, to look at our families differently, to look at our future differently. Even, to, even as we continue to worship online, you've been part of a worship experience that's been very different uh, for the past two months. And it's really helped us, it's really gotten our attention. You know, there's a lot of things, a lot of movies over the past few years Series on TVs. I don't know how many of you. How many of you are Netflixed out? Uh, give me a thumbs up uh, in the thread this morning if you are tired of watching TV. I had somebody suggest to us this week, hey, Pastor Ed, as soon as we get back, why don't we get a big white sheet and have a big movie night at the church? And I said, you know what? I think everybody's tired of watching movies and TV right now. Can I get a thumbs up on that today if you're, if you're watching this morning and you agree? But there are a lot of different movies and TV shows that have apocalyptic implications. It's the end of the world, right? It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. So this end of the world stuff is very prevalent on TV and in entertainment. And now it's real. When we think about this worldwide pandemic, what happens if it ever if a different disease that is worse or a different virus that is worse that comes out or even this virus grows and gets we just don't know. So it's caused us to look at life as we know it a lot differently and I think it's fair to say for all of us it's been a pretty significant eye-opening experience. Life comes at us pretty fast and it's very real. But here's the truth that I want you to consider this morning as we're doing this study on the Word of God, on the Bible. Uh, Because here's the truth about our lives. You know what we really only see? We really only see what we're focused on. Like as I look out this morning, if I were to see a bunch of faces and see a lot of people, I would see different things. I would see people getting up to go to the bathroom. I would see couples sitting together, maybe even somebody we haven't seen in a while. And I would look at them and I would say in my mind, even as I was speaking this morning, I got to make sure I shake hands with them after church. I got to make sure I connect with them after church. And I would see, I would see the whole auditorium, but I would be focused on that family or focused on that, 
person that I wanted to make sure I wanted to talk to. I think the same is true with our lives. We have a lot of things that we do every day, right? We can be driving, but if we're text messaging, we're only seeing what we're focused on, and that could really cause a tragedy. We could be doing things in our lives day to day, right? Doing the things we're supposed to do as a husband or a wife or as a, a young person or somebody in the community. You could be doing things, but if you're focused on something that you shouldn't be focused on, it can really cause you to wander away from things that maybe God has in your lives. What are you focused on this morning? God put something in our lives that would help us to see things clearly in our lives for today, in the future, and forever, and that is the Holy Word of God. I'm going to read for you this morning out of Psalm 119. Last week I told you, Psalm 1, it's a very interesting thing about Psalm 117, 118, 119. Psalm 117 is the, somebody write it in the thing this morning. What is Psalm? Trivia question this morning. If you get this right, I'm going to give you a big high five. Psalm 117 is what? Psalm 118 is what? And Psalm 119 is what? I'll give you a second here. Reply. Psalm 117 is, drum roll please. Ready? I told you last week. <coughs> Psalm 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 is the, somebody write it down before I say it. Write it down. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. And Psalm 118, if you remember, is exactly the what? You got it. The middle chapter of the Bible. There are 594 chapters before and 594 chapters after. Psalm 118, verse number 8, is the middle verse of the entire Word of God. That's a great random fact that will make you seem really smart someday. So I'm going to read for you this morning Psalm 119, verses 17 through 24. You could follow along on the screen if you, if you would like to. I know these verses will be an encouragement to you this morning. Be good to your servant while I live, that I may what? Obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. Remove from me their scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counsels. Remember I told you of the 176 verses in Psalm 119, they, pretty much all of them refer directly to the word of God. We see this here. In verse number 17, it says, obey your word. In verse number 18, your law. 19, commands. 20, laws. 21, commands. 22, statutes. 23, decrees. 24, your statutes are my counsel. So all these verses do deal directly with the impact that God's word has on our lives. And the verse that we're focusing on today is Psalm 119, verse 18. It says, Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your law. Open my eyes. So the Bible can help you have an eye-opening experience for your life. And this is going to happen in a couple different ways for us. The, the, the Word of God is crucial to a life surrendered to God. You could say that you are a child of God. If you, A lot of people will say, I've, heard, I've even read statistics where they say, that 60% of people throughout the earth are Christians. 
I don't know if that's true or not. I would probably say that number's a lot smaller than that, but it really isn't for me to say. We just gotta keep telling people about Jesus until they all hear about him. That's what our responsibility is. But here's the thing about being a believer. You can't be a believer in Jesus Christ apart from the statutes or the principles and the commands of the word of God. We need the word of God in our lives. It's crucial to our life if we are going to surrender our lives to him. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against God. So we need, it's like a protective device. If we have God's word in our heart, that is what will help keep us from doing things that are contrary to the word of God, which of course is sin. Jesus said in John 17, verse 17, sanctify them, he's talking about the disciples, sanctify them, cleanse them, keep them whole in your truth, because why? Your word is truth. Your word is truth. If we're surrendered to God, his promises, and his way, we can't do that thing that our world celebrates so, so much. Our, word, our world's values and celebrates individuality. Now listen, I'm, listen, God created all of us to be very, very special in our own being with different gifts, abilities, and, and he's blessed us all in a very special, unique way. But we've gotta be very careful to understand that our life really isn't about us. Our life is about our service and our surrendering to God. It should be about him. I'm not saying for me it's about, I want it to be about him all the time, but I'm not a perfect man. None of us are perfect this morning. We understand that. But we've gotta be very careful because the world's philosophy teaches us to do it the Frank Sinatra way, right? What's this Frank Sinatra way? I did it my way, right? We're, we value in our world culture individuality where people do things their own way. And that's not what the Bible tells us to do if we're gonna be completely surrendered to God. It's gotta be his way. You say, well, that doesn't sound very fun. Why would I wanna do things in a way that I don't wanna do? And here's what Paul said about that. I do things that I don't want to do, and I don't do things that I do want to do. And why did he do that? Because he was pursuing God. He was pursuing Jesus. God's way is the only way to understand how we can be serving and surrender to him, and that way is through his word. The word is crucial to a life surrendered to God. Here's the second thing. We cannot see, right, without God's help. I need my glasses to read. I need my glasses to see specific things. I have those progressive lenses where you can't see that they're really, they're just another cool word for bifocals. So I need help seeing distance, but I also need help reading things that I read. I can't see without the help of my glasses. I see distorted, I could see most, you know, I can get a pretty good idea of some things, but I really, I mean, honestly, I just can't read without my glasses on. But here's the thing about having aid from your glasses, right, or having a reading aid. God wants us to understand we can't see our life clearly, what he has for us, the path, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light in my path. We can't see what God has for us if we don't submit and surrender to him and receive God's help. Deuteronomy 29 verses two and four it says, Moses summoned all of Israel and said to them, listen to what he said to them. 
you have seen that the Lord, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, right? Paul, or Moses said, you were a witness. You were standing. This is not handed down to you from generation to generation. All these miracles that took place in Egypt, walking across dry land through the Red Sea, you saw all that stuff firsthand. You've seen with your eyes all that the Lord did for you in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all of his servants in the land, the great trials. Your eyes saw those things, the signs, those great wonders. But to this day, the Lord hasn't given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. They weren't submitted and surrendered to God. They fought. They were stubborn. They didn't want, as soon as they got out to the Red Sea, they said, why did you take us at least in slavery when we were beaten and starving? We had homes and it was safe there. They just didn't get an understanding long term in their life what God wanted them to see because they weren't submitted and surrendered to God's help. We need God's spirit to guide us, to convict us, and to help us. But here's the thing with that, church. Um, Help is a difficult thing to ask for if you're a stubborn person. So here's my second question. I'm going to need you to participate and be really, really honest with me this morning if you're on your own devices. How many of you would say this morning, you know what I'm going to say, and some of you, I don't want to answer this, just just be honest this morning. I want to see how many people will be honest about this. How many of you would say, and I'm the first one that's going to say yes, there goes my thumb up right now. How many of you would say that I, not Ed, you, you personally, I am somewhat of a stubborn person? There should be so many thumbs popping up right now. I'm stubborn. I'm stu- there should be so many thumbs that heat's coming out of your computer or your device or your TV this morning. Because the truth of the matter is, if we were to be honest with each other, all of us are stubborn. I was stubborn like that. I'm still stubborn now. <clears throat> Growing up, my dad would say to me when I was picking up heavy stuff, hey, you should get somebody to help you. Oh, no, I'm fine. I got it. And I would drop something or trip over something. When I need help at home, and I'm doing things, my wife will call, hey, do you need some help with that? No, I'm fine, I got it. And then I'll come in 20 minutes later from doing what I was doing outside, and I'm sore, and I'm limping, and Kim will look at me and say, why didn't you let me help you? Now, if she were to be honest with you this morning, she would say the same thing too. She's pretty stubborn when it comes to work too because she's such a great worker. She has great work ethic. But I think we also do the same thing to God. Instead of being totally surrendered to him and leaning on him and casting all of our cares on him, I think sometimes, and I I don't know, I don't think it's always us being disrespectful to God. I think sometimes you think, man, God's so busy, why would he want to mess with this little trivial stuff in my life? And we'll say, God, I got it. I got it. I got this covered, God. And we won't pray and ask for help. God, I got it covered. And we won't seek his wisdom or seek his face or just say a short prayer. God, help me to understand this. Help me to grow through this. Help me to do, to be, to go. Lord, whatever it is you have. And I think that's very true about this pandemic. You know, we're, le- we're hearing a lot of different voices, right? On the far one side, you know, we got it. You know, there's all, it's terrible. It's this, the, and, and it's, it's extreme, right? But it's also has just as many people on the other side, oh, don't worry about it. We've got to be very careful with that. Because here's the thing. 
God could give some doctors some wisdom to come up with a cure for this. I don't question that at all because God's greater than all that. God could heal everybody just like that if he chose to. But I also believe this. We need help. You may need help financially through this. My mom just called me as I was coming in today to tell me a great story. She had to buy my dad who's, who's confined uh, to a nursing home. Hasn't seen anybody from our family in two months. He's, I was actually very fortunate. The day that they closed it down, I was able to get into the nursing home that morning before they shut it down at 9 a.m. And none of our family has been able to be there for the past two months. And she called me up this morning. She said, Eddie, I almost called you yesterday. I want to buy dad a new wheelchair to help him get around. And his wheelchair he has right now is pretty jacked up and it's broken, but it was kind of expensive and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I almost called you to ask me to help me out. And we certainly would have helped her out. That would not have been something we would have thought twice about. She said, but I didn't do that and I asked the Lord to help me to do it. And guess what happened to me this morning? I said, what, Mom? She said, I got my stimulus check today deposited in my bank account. Hey, if you got your stimulus checks, give us a thumbs up in your thing, in your uh, comment bar this morning. We'll give you a big shout out and a holler. Kim and I haven't gotten ours yet, um, but we know it's kind of happening incrementally. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad for everybody that has. The Lord's taken very, very good care of us. But you know what she did? She could have called me. She could have called my brother, uh, my, my brother that lives near her in Houston, my brother Joe. She could have called my brother in Virginia Beach, Paul. She could have called my sister in Austin. Collectively, we could have easily come up with the $600 to buy him a wheelchair. But you know what she said she did? She said she put her phone down, and I asked the Lord to help me to do it. And then the next day, that stim- her stimulus money for her and my dad were, were, were in her bank account. She, I said, well, Mom, you know what that means, right? I, she said, what? You don't ever have to call me for anything again. And I was kidding with her, right? I was just joking. I want her to be able to call when she needs help. And we certainly w- w- would want to honor our parents in that way. But what a great testimony. I was going to ask you guys, but I just bowed my head and asked the Lord. And God provided. You see, we need to pray. We need to pray and understand that we cannot see without God's help. Here's the next thing. We need to pray for God to help us to see. We need to pray that God will help us to see. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 18, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. We need God to help us to see. What do we do when we need help? We go to the only one that can help us understand. We go to the only one that can provide. We go to the only one who wants us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He wants us to go to his word. But there's something very specific about his word that we need to understand. We need to pray, and I'm gonna read some verses for you kind of in closing this morning. Some verses out of Psalm 119, right? The longest chapter in the Bible. Seven different verses and kinds of prayers that we need to pray to absorb or apply or understand or put into practice in our lives to help us to see things 
the way that God wants us to see things. Here's the first thing, that God would teach us his word. We need to pray. God, would you help me to understand? Would you teach me your word? Psalm 119, verse 12. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. The second thing, that God wouldn't hide his word from us. In verse 19, I am only a foreigner in your land. Do not hide your commands from me, the psalmist says to the Lord in prayer. That God would help us to understand his word. Wow, there's a lot of times I've read the Bible and I've scratched my head and I'm like, I don't really understand what that means. I don't understand what the <clears throat> significance or the promise or, or maybe even how that applies to my life today, right? Psalm 119 verse 27, it says, help me understand the meaning of your commands and listen to this, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. You know, it's a great verse to memorize. We said it earlier. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Say that with me a few times. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Thy word I have hid in my heart. That's what's gonna keep me from sinning against God. See, when we meditate on it and we're able to repeat it and understand it, God can use it in our lives to help us to do wonderful deeds. Here's number four, that God would draw our heart to his word. Verse 36, give me an eagerness for your law. Listen to this. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than, you ready? A love for money. <laughs> That's kind of like God's doing one of these to us. <laughs> Hitting us right where it counts. Help me to love your law more than money. Number five, that God would give us life to keep his word. Psalm 119, verse 88. If you're unfailing, in your unfailing love, spare my life so that, or then I can, conti can continue to obey your laws the psalmist says, can you let me live a long time so I can keep obeying you? Wow, what a great prayer that would be for us to pray. God, give us a long life so I have more time, right? We think more time family, more time life, more time fun, more time significance. God is saying more time to do what? To live for and obey him. Number six, that God would establish our steps in his word. Verse 33, guide my steps by your word. It's just like Psalm 119 verse 11. Guide my steps by your word so that I will not be overcome by evil. Pray that God would seek us, church, when we stray from his word. The last verse that Psalm 119 says, verse 176, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me. For I have not forgotten your commands. I don't know, and it would be unfair, and don't know if I could validate it with statistics. But I don't know what gospel evangelical churches see more. Salvations or people that have wandered that are coming back. I would say those numbers are pretty close because even people that are in church 
wander. They come to church, but they're not really back and surrendered and submitted to the Lord. And think about what the psalmist says, and I wonder if this applies to some of our lives this morning. We, we need to pray that God would seek us when we stray from his word. All of us understand that. Verse 76 again, I've wandered away like a lost sheep. Can I ask you a question this morning? How many of you are wandering? Wandering because of circumstances. Wandering because the, there's a lot of uneasiness. Wandering because you just, you just don't, you, you're not sure where to go. You know, maybe your job is, you've been furloughed or laid off or even fired. Maybe your finances aren't making sense, so you're wandering. Maybe there's some relational issues in your life with your marriage or with your kids, or maybe you're living in singleness right now and you're looking and maybe you're not looking in the right places or, or maybe that's something you're yearning for, but you're, you're wandering like a lost sheep. And God says this, uh, the, the psalmist says this, I'm wandering, God, would you come and find me? The story of the prodigal son talks about the son that came back to his dad. This verse is saying here, I'm so lost, would you come and get me, God? So here's a verse I wanna give you as we close this morning. We need God's word in our lives. It'll help us to see ourselves better. It'll help us to see and love people better. But it also will give us a clear path to God's plan for our lives. But in order for this book to have an impact on your life, you've got to be in it. You've got to be reading it. We encourage you, and we'll put it on our screen this morning, if, if you don't have a good Bible program. And, and the reason that we encourage you so strongly to download version on your phone because I think it's great to have something super positive on your phones when there's so much negative out there. I just think it does, there's something about redeeming that piece of equipment with God's word that I think is very significant. And it's been significant to me. I have it on my phone, my iPad, my computer. I have it on every device that I have because I want God's word to be part of what I'm using. You know why? Because I need it. Church, I need it. But if you're not reading it, submitting to it, searching for God's plan, submitting for God to God's plan, following the plan of Jesus, you're going to do what? You're going to wander. But here's the positive part. Jesus said this in Matthew 5 and verse number 6. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know what the result of that is? They'll be filled. Ask God today. Read through these verses in Psalm 119. I shared with you in the seven things we should pray for in accordance to God's word. But ask God today to give you a hunger and a thirst. Pray that with me today. That God would give you a hunger and a thirst for his word. It'll guide you. Sometimes it'll rebuke you, but it'll take you to the path where you can make things right with him church, we need his book. We need his statutes, his commands, his decrees, his laws, as it says in 119. We don't just need him for forever. We need him for today. So can I pray for you that God would give you a special hunger and thirst for his word this morning. Father in heaven, I pray for everybody that's watching our service today, whether it's on our Facebook page, whether they were invited by somebody to watch it and this is their first time watching or perhaps even on our YouTube page, Lord. We thank you for that all that are here with us today 
And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us, as Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse number 6, that we would hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we would hunger and thirst after your word. And God, that you would fill us up. Lord, I've wandered in my life, and it's hard wandering. It's quiet. It's lonely. It's painful. And it leads to despair. And I thank you. When I've cried out to you, Lord, you've showed me the way, the way back. And maybe there's a Christian that's watching this morning that's wandering. And maybe if, if that's you this morning, if you feel like you're wandering, then maybe your prayer this morning can be, Lord, would you come and help me find my way back? If that's true in your life, I would encourage you, read what we read this morning, Psalm 119, verses 17 through 24. If you have time, or if you could focus on it right, read the whole chapter, all 176 verses, so it can help you understand how much you need the Word of God every single day of your life that God would come and get you. Maybe you don't know Him as Savior today. And if you don't know Him as Savior today, pray with me and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins like, like Miss Pam did uh, on, on Tuesday when we interviewed her and John on Facebook. And they said, and if you don't know Jesus, know him today. So if you want to know Jesus today, pray this prayer with me right where you're sitting. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, just pray that. If you're sitting with other people, pray it quietly. You don't have to pray it out loud. But just call on his name. Say, dear God in heaven, help me to see you, to see your son, to understand your Holy Spirit. Please forgive me of all of my sins and come into my life and save me. I believe that Jesus died to pay for my sins and I believe that he's alive preparing a place for me. God, help me to live for you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And then say this, thank you for seeking after me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer with us this morning, would you send us an email to hello at warehousechurch.com and just say this, I prayed with you. And then we'll respond to you right away this afternoon and reach out and be an encouragement to you today. Church, make sure you watch my Facebook Live Ed Talks at noon today as we get we get super duper detailed about what's going to happen in order for us to have a service next Sunday, one week from today. If you're one of our greeters or workers, we're going to have our family service in the auditorium all together. We're not allowed to do kids services yet, but we're going to need some greeters and some hosts to help us out. If you'd be interested in being a part of that, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, please be here and you'll be part of that workers meeting. Only be about 45 minutes or maybe an hour long at the most. So we can be ready to welcome people with open doors next Sunday morning for our service. And then join us as we pray on Wednesday night for our prayer walk. This Wednesday night, Hackberry Park, 7 p.m. We're gonna do three laps, which is one mile. We're gonna have different things that you can be praying for throughout the walk. If you can't walk or if that's not something you'd wanna do and you just wanna see people, bring a lawn chair, sit down. There's playground equipment for kids. The park's open. We'll keep our safe distancing intact, but we'd sure like to see you Wednesday night to pray for our church and our community. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great, great day, and I look forward to talking to you 
at high noon, Ed Trinkle's Facebook account for Ed Talks. And it'll be on Warehouse Church Facebook too. God bless, and we'll look forward to seeing you this week.